this episode, we talk about extensions, Windows 10 Mobile, build a little bit, and a couple features coming to Redstone. This is the Sam's Report. Today is March 18th, and this is the Sam's Report. And what a fun week it has been. Um, I know most weeks are pretty good, but this one, this one has been a, a especially good to Microsoft fans. And a lot of things came out. We got new mobile builds. We got new desktop builds. We got new extensions. We've got Redstone features. We've got things coming up. There's been uh, a lot of good stuff. So let's just dive right in, shall we? So the first big thing that came out, um, Windows 10 Mobile came to existing devices, or I should say older devices. Great, right? I mean, this is, uh, this is good stuff. Everybody's been kind of wondering when this is going to happen. It was originally expected to happen in December, and then January, and then February, and then now March, finally. So finally, Microsoft pushed the button and is pushing out the OS to old stuff, which kind of begs the question with what now? I don't really, I don't know. This doesn't really change anything, right? I mean, if you've been wanting to run Windows 10 Mobile, you found ways to do it. Um, I'm sure they're getting quite a few upgrades from the people that are are using um, devices, but there's there's been some problems with this stuff. And if you have certain phones, they're no longer supported. For example, I have two uh, Lumia icons, which are, where are they? Uh, yeah. These guys. These these guys are not getting Windows 10 Mobile. Um, it's actually really frustrating because generally these are the phones that I use for backup um, and playing around and putting on insider builds. I keep the 950, to be honest, typically just on the current ring. I don't like to install, um, I don't know, fast ring builds on devices that I actually use. So those were devices that I would actually play with and put different builds on and just kind of play around. But Guess that's not really happening anymore. Thanks, Microsoft. Um, and there's a bunch of other phones that are not getting this build. Which, okay, I, I actually have some issues with this. Microsoft said that they are doing this because of feedback that they got that it was not a good experience. So that doesn't make sense. This phone right here, which is not getting Windows 10 Mobile, is damn near identical to the Lumia 930, which is getting Windows 10 Mobile. The biggest difference is there's a CDMA radio in here. And so, I don't know. I don't know what they're going. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're thinking here. But whatever. Um, Microsoft is not pushing it to this. They're pushing it to the 930. And they're saying it's a bad experience on here. I, I don't, I think this is a cover for them to say, hey, uh, these devices sold less in volume. And so they're not actually not going to support it. That's what I really think, especially on the Verizon side. Verizon and Microsoft have a pretty bad, I don't know. They have a pretty bad um, relationship. Going all the way back to the Kin, if you remember, the Kin uh, was a device that Microsoft was going to ship with Verizon that was going to be a lower-cost device, have a subsidized data plan, and I believe Microsoft dropped the ball, and then Verizon screwed them over because the, the Kin was late, and then when it actually did ship, um, Verizon said, hey, we're going to put a $45 data plan on there instead of the, I think it was like going to be 22 bucks." And it just completely killed the device. And ever since then, Microsoft and Verizon have you know pretty much butted heads on anything. And so, anyways, make sure your device is actually capable of getting Windows 10 Mobile. If it's not, um, I don't know. If you're in Verizon, you're in a lot of trouble. And that's like 80 million people in the U.S. So whatever people 
bought a Lumia Icon and are still using it. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Kind of sucks, actually, is what it is. Um, but if your device does get it, um, there is some good news. You know, good news in quotations here. Microsoft has added more phones that are now eligible to be parta to partake in the Windows Insider program. Um, previously, it was listed two devices that shipped with Windows 10, and now they've added a bunch more phones. So if you do have a Lumia that is getting Windows 10 Mobile, check to see. You might still be able to enroll also in the Insider program, and so that is out. You know, pretty basic stuff. I'm not... This, I don't know if people had like really high expectations for this to be some sort of lofty event, but I mean, it was just kind of like, eh, they pressed a the button. Some people are going to get this. I'm sure on the back end, logistically, it was a much bigger deal, but for the consumer facing side, it's, I would imagine seriously, anybody listening to this already had Windows 10 mobile. Um, and the people who are running Windows phone eight are just kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, because granted, while this is a large under the hood update and there are some good features, don't get me wrong. There are good features in windows 10 mobile. It's not some sort of like revolutionary jump from windows phone eight to windows phone 10 or windows 10 mobile, um, under the hood, it's much more dramatic, but on the surface, it just kind of looks like a nice, you know, visual update with some nifty features, but nothing too crazy. Anyways, windows 10 mobile is out. You can check for updates now and yeah. So, the other big bomb that Microsoft dropped this week is extensions. Extensions have finally arrived. Finally here. Finally. With the caveat if you're in the fast ring, which this computer that I'm uh, podcasting from is not. I keep it on the slow ring for obvious reasons. Um, these, this machine back here is on the fast ring, and I also have a VM that's in the fast ring as well. But extensions are out. Well, kind of, right? Microsoft announced that extensions are available for Edge, and this is good. So, I mean, it's good, right? Um, it's good and bad. So it's good because, hey, we're starting to see extensions are available. The problem is that there's only three available right now. There's only three. Now, I will um, put this caveat out there. All these extensions are what they call sideloading. When Edge and extensions are finally done, you will actually grab extensions through the Windows Store. And we'll talk more about that later. But you're getting through the Windows Store. Right now, you have to download an EXE file. It does some, it looks like, uh, process some sort of I don't know behind the scenes and then you can load the files so right now there's only three extensions a mouse gesture thing from Microsoft a translation um, thing from Microsoft and reddit enhancement suite are the only three supported I mean supported in quotations available extensions except um, you can sideload these things and so if you're creative uh, for example for Twitter I use tweetin um, it's at Mahidi, I think he's actually in the chat room. They actually figured out a way to load their extension into Edge. So be on the lookout that you can sideload some of these things. Granted, you're doing it at your own risk. If you don't want to sideload, uh, Microsoft has said like Adblock and a bunch of other LastPass are actually coming to Edge. So that's good news, right? And for the most part, these extensions really are just um, ports of Chrome extensions. So you can just take a Chrome extension, do a little whiz-bangery, and it's an Edge extension. Microsoft was really smart here. They didn't try to reinvent the wheel with extensions. Um, they didn't want to have to make our, their developers recreate everything. So if you have a Chrome extension, real simple to bring it over to Edge. And so expect to see the Edge uh, extension you know, portfolio grow pretty quickly. And so the big problem really is right now is that it's only on the fast ring. So Edge, for the vast majority of the 250 million plus, uh, actually it's a little bit higher than that now, um, users, can't get extensions yet. So Edge is still a very simple browser to those folks. And unfortunately, 
Um, even like on my lat or slow ring machine here that I still can't get them. So I, I hope that they move quickly with this stuff and I would love to see this stuff come out faster, but I don't know. We may not actually get extensions into the consumer branch until June. So that kind of blows, right? Uh, but they are out. They are good. Um, if you're using any of them, I'd be curious to see how your experience is. I mean, I loaded them up, had no major problems. They they pop in and out. I, what I don't really understand, to be honest, at this point, is why it's taken so long. Um, it, it doesn't seem like it's a real major back end, but I could be completely wrong. And if anybody has any insights, please, you know, just send me an email, direct message, or whatever. But it doesn't... This feature is great, but it's not like some sort of revolutionary thing where Microsoft had to like rework the entire internet to make this happen. Extensions are pretty well documented. I don't know. But it took them a long time to get to this point, which is, I don't know, it's kind of concerning, I guess. But, hey, there we go. It's what a, March 18th, and we've got these things, and we were originally supposed to get them in October to all consumers. Right? So, I don't know. Something went on. They redid something, or something got... I don't know, any insight would be really, really cool if anybody has any. So moving on from extensions. So the big news drop this week was that Here Maps is pulling out their Windows Phone support. Um, if you're not familiar, Here Maps is a Nokia product, and Microsoft did not buy it when they acquired the handset division. Now, there's a lot of back and forth about whether or not Microsoft actually did try to buy this, and Nokia either said no or they wanted too much money, um, but yeah, so here Maps is going away, which is kind of a pretty big blow to the Windows Phone users because things like Google Maps, which Google is being a jerk about, is not creating a Windows Phone app. So you're kind of left without a, like a real premier application for mapping. And here Maps, while not perfect, um, you know, it, it, it was good. It was good enough for Windows Phone users. And they, they said that they were going to be focusing on iOS and Android with their apps, which makes no sense. Um, they had they they own the market for Windows Phone users. Granted, very small, but on iOS and Android, who's not using Google Maps? I mean, let's be real here. Google has the best mapping uh, service that's for free right now. I guess here is decent. I don't I don't use it on iOS or Android because Google Maps is great. So I don't know. This is a really interesting move, but Microsoft. Fortunately, responded actually gracefully. I suspect that they knew this was coming. And the reason why is Microsoft actually updated their maps yesterday. And they added a bunch of new features to their own personal mapping app. So, uh, what did they add actually? They added, let's see here, multi-search, turn-by-turn improvements, update to the navigation experience, nearby search improvements, uh, favorites are now available offline, improved Cortana integration, and updated public transportation improvements. So they, they really, Microsoft had to have known that this was coming. Nokia gave them the heads up, and they said, okay, sh shoot, we better, um, we better make our own map app not suck. And so they've actually put some serious effort into it with this latest release, so that's how they're trying to backfill. Um, you know, that's, this is just kind of the scenario of the Windows Phone world. Who knows? Who knows what Nokia is doing? Um, actually, didn't they sell here maps, I believe, to a consortium of driving companies like Mercedes, Audi, BMW, maybe a couple others. But yeah, here maps, Dunzos, whatever. That's kind of just the way it is. 
So I want to talk about here a second before we get into some more fun stuff. Um, I really think I finally understand what Microsoft is doing now for the store. So the store, ever since it's launched on Windows 8, has been like a yeah, like, right? It's been there. There's some apps in there, decent ones, like Tweedium uh, by Brandon is a, is a pretty good app. But it's never really been great. So what they're doing, and, and this is all out in the public now, now that we know. So games, we know that the top tier games are coming. And we actually seen, I think that I read somewhere that Tomb Raider is now going to have DirectX 12 support. So that's really, really good. Um, but they're going to put top tier games in there. But they're also putting their extensions into, uh, into the store. And so really what this is doing is this is getting more people into the store. We know that extensions are going to be pretty popular. Again, so they're funneling this traffic into the Windows Store. This is how they're going to get more users. And this is what they're doing is they're going to say, hey, look, we have all these users in here. Build your apps, put them here. We're funneling this so much traffic into the store that you're crazy not to have an app there. And I think that's their strategy. I really do. I think that's what they're going to doing is that anything that they can possibly get into that Windows Store, regardless if it makes sense, it's going in there. Extensions is one of those kind of things that can go either way. Um, they probably could have done a complete in-browser navigation experience, a little like store inside of Edge, but whatever, they're gonna put them in the store, that's fine. And they're just gonna drive that much more traffic into its store, which makes sense because that's a place that they can make money. If you buy an app, they get what, 20 or 30% of that sale. So I think it's a smart move. I'll be curious to see what else Microsoft can get in the store. For example, I wonder, I honestly wonder if they're gonna start making us buy Xbox Live through the Microsoft Store. I'm sure you'll still be able to do it through the console, but I wouldn't be surprised if you can start buying it through the store. Same with Skype credits, same with anything else that can be purchased. I wouldn't be surprised, I don't even know if you can yet, if you can buy Office 365 through the Microsoft Store. Their app store, not the actual you know brick and mortar locations. I think that's where they're going to take all this. And I think it makes sense. I want to be surprised if you can eventually buy Azure credits and buy Azure services through there. Every, they're doing everything they can to get people into that store. And so that's how they are going to, going to do this. Um, somebody asked in the comments section, they said, have you heard anything about Windows Store and Xbox Store integration? Because it should happen according to the Xbox team's plan. I think this is a perfect example here. And I think this is where they're going. Uh, it, right now, the, the purchase experience on the Xbox One is really not that great. If you've ever bought digital content, you go into the store and it kind of feels like the Microsoft Store, but it's not. Um, I fully believe that they will integrate both. They would be crazy not to at this point. Why wouldn't they? It would be, considering you can already do cross-play, you can do streaming, it makes sense that you should be able to go into the App Store by, let's just say, Quantum Break, and it pops up over there, or um, whatever, you know, Rocket League. You buy Rocket League on your in the App Store, and it pops over to your Xbox. So there's that. I, I think everything digital that can be used on a Microsoft product will eventually be in that App Store. I think that is their plan. That is the overarching scheme that we're seeing, and I can't think of any reason why they would not do this. So... It's finally, the, the thing that kills me is that it's, what, been three years since it launched and they're just now finally getting to this point, it, which Microsoft is positioning itself as this super nimble company, right? They're saying, we can do things faster. We're pushing out insider builds frequently. We're updating the apps fast. But then, 
But then you think about it, and it's like, really, are they? In some areas you see that, but then look at edge extensions. Edge extensions took forever to arrive, and they're still not really here. They're they're here in like a half-baked side-loading situation. Um, we already know that Redstone 2 has been delayed. Whether or not that was a development limitation or they're just trying to do a marketing um, plan. But then you look at the App Store, and it, it's a very long process to get where we are. And I understand there's a lot of technology implications on this, but... For Christ's sake, why is it? I don't. I don't understand why it's taken years to get to this point. And then let's talk uh, universal Windows platform apps. UWP apps are coming to the Xbox One this summer. This summer? Why? Why this summer? Why not now? Why not last year? I, I don't. I'm, I'm. I'm struggling to understand here. Microsoft has like different speeds and different groups and i don't i can't imagine it's a resource thing they have a hundred thousand employees granted i know they do a lot of things and they got a lot of support but how many people are actually building out this i don't know i get really I get really frustrated when i think about how microsoft can move so quickly in some departments and other areas it takes forever universal apps on xbox one being a given um i think they initially announced that what last year and we got windows 10 in the fall and then it's going to be roughly I don't know what nine months ish. If they wait till the end of the summer, almost a year, until the apps are on the Xbox, it's just a little baffling. The messages that Microsoft sends. Uh, somebody points out, I Silvio, I can't pronounce the name. It says their priorities. So where are their priorities placed? This is a very good point. But then don't make the their roadmaps public that they're going to bring these apps to the platform and then just delay and delay uh, everything. I mean extensions. I can't imagine what the priority was higher for extensions. I guess maybe there was some fundamental underlying stability. I know Ed used to have some stability issues. Maybe that's what they were targeting. Instead of bringing new functionality in, they need to lock down the platform. But it, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting. It's, I don't know. They've got this yin and yang thing going on with their, uh, with their speeds. But yeah, that's just the way it is. So diving into the Azure world, um, Azure actually got a pretty important certification, or they will be getting this this month. It's called, uh, they got a FedRAMP High certification, or they're expecting it to sign off. So why this is important. So the government has, at a super high level, kind of three statuses, low impact, medium impact, and high impact. And high impact are like daily critical operations, and no cloud vendor up until this year had been certified to run government high impact uh, applications. Now Azure is going to be able to do that. Azure has been certified to run high impact operations, which is really good for Microsoft. Now you need to understand the caveat when this was announced, Microsoft admittedly in their blog said that other cloud vendors, while they did not list them, I think it's safe to assume that Amazon, uh, wouldn't surprise me if uh, Google was probably in that as well. But what this means is that Azure and all these other cloud vendors can now bid contracts for these high impact operations, which are generally very, very lucrative contracts. They're very expensive, um, a lot of revenue for the company. They're generally very long term and they're fiercely fought over. Government contracts are always fought over because you know the government's going to pay on time. You know it's going to be long term and you know it's going to be high value. So Azure is moving in the right direction. And I wouldn't be surprised if this helps give uh, the cloud um, some more priority or not priority 
um, I was going to say clout, but we already know that Azure is pretty cool. Um, it's going to help drive more revenue. It's going to help boost that stock price is where I was trying to get to. Is We all know Azure is the future. The government just says, hey, we can run our high impact on your cloud. That's about as strenuous as it gets. And so there you go. Good job, Azure team. I'm sure there were many bottles of champagne popped over that. So I want to get to something that's a little bit I find hilarious here. So if you follow me on Twitter, um, you'll know that I complain about Skype a lot, mostly because it's a dumpster fire half the time. Yesterday was terrible. Uh, Peter Bright I was talking to, and also Mary Jo Foley, we had messages sync out of order. Peter started complaining on Twitter. Everybody was complaining on Twitter. Very funny and odd things happening with uh, Skype yesterday. So I've complained so much on, on Twitter about Skype, and I do it because I care, because I use this product and I need it to work better, that... Uh, PR has gotten out of the way, and now engineers from the Skype team are emailing me directly, and I've actually set up logging on my machine, um, and I'm now sending them dumps of every time I have an issue to help them work through these problems. I don't know, my account, for whatever reason, is like the bottom of the barrel, all issues funnel down to me for some reason, but I am actually working directly with uh, three different Skype engineers to try and isolate some of these issues, notably this, the read sync problems, such as you read it on your PC and you go to your phone and it's not a read a message that has been read, that issue. Uh, the other issue where random messages on my PC just show up as unread and not even at the bottom of the conversation. Like I'd scroll up and like, I don't know, a conversation with Paul from five hours ago now is now marked unread. Those types of problems. So I don't know, I find it kind of funny that, that we're at this level of diagnostic i mean I, I guess it's great that they're reaching out and trying to help but at the same time it's a little bit more concerning that they can't figure it out um admittedly and i i will give them complete praise for this they did come very forth and saying since december they've had a couple rough releases so at least they're not hiding behind their desks saying hey skype is fine they've actually you know very bluntly told me said hey we've had some rough problems but um yeah at least we're trying to trying to work through that stuff other random things that happened this week, uh, OneDrive got simplified sharing, la-di-da, that's whatever. It, I don't share too much from OneDrive, I guess maybe I do, but it's generally on the desktop client, but this is for mobile applications, updated sharing, good job I guess there. Uh, something else that Paul scooped this week is that the TV DVR for Xbox One is now in testing. So over-the-air TV DVR. This is great, actually. I really, really hope this works out. Um, I have two Xbox Ones connected to both my TVs, one back here, one up on my primary TV. And if they can do proper DVR without any other stupid crap from my um, cable provider, that would be glorious because that would actually save me about 10 bucks a month. I don't know. I, I'm hoping that they can, they can work this out. So during this week, here comes one of a Windows 10 project manager said there are features people are going to freak out about at build. Uh, I wonder if he actually got in trouble because Microsoft is very sensitive about building a pipe like this for build from non-official non communication channels or execs who are essentially above the marketing and PR channels. So like if Terry or Gabe went on Twitter and said, hey, Windows 10 is going to be awesome at build, they want to get in trouble. But generally, a project manager is not supposed to kind of spout this stuff. But whatever. Um, there's some hype for you. One of the things that I know that Microsoft is working on with Redstone is improved universal search 
So right now, if you search, there's some kind of quirkiness, like searching for photos um, is going to get improved. I believe searching for music is going to get improved. And I also believe contextual document search is actually going to get improved as well. They're kind of doing this revamp of a search experience on uh, Redstone. At least I know that is in the works right now. So we will see if that makes it all the way in. But I believe some of these facets should start showing up. And what it's this what's starting to show up is the cool part. So we are now in what I like to call feature season of the Windows 10 deployment. All features are now being checked into the Redstone branches. Obviously, they're being a little bit selective about what ones roll out to insiders. Microsoft, I believe, is holding some back for uh, build. But we should start to see a lot more fun things showing up uh, that kind of show where the operating system is going for the Redstone 1 release. So every time they push out a build, I'm sure if you start digging around in the manifestos and all that good stuff, that you can find some unannounced features. So if you've got that capability, dive right in. Let me know what you find. But yeah, should be good stuff. Oh gosh, Windows 10. What else is going on in the world of Windows 10? There's been some couple updates. But there's been a bunch of other little things, but really Microsoft is kind of in this like clamp down mode of build. So what is today the 18th? Now, right around now is when they should be locking down the build that they're gonna be using at well, build. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see things leak out this next week. We've got, what is it, about 10? How many days until build? We've got, uh, yeah, about 10 days. 10, 11 days. We're right around the corner for this stuff. So it should be really good. I'm actually really excited for build. Uh, like I've said before, I will be there. And Paul will be there. And I know Mary Jo will be there. And a bunch of other uh, Microsoft people will be there. It should be a fun event. If you are attending, let me know. Otherwise, we will keep you updated. But I think that's about all I've got, guys. Another, you know, another good episode. And I appreciate everybody watching. And thanks for tuning in.